And now, right to your host of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Welcome to Down the Garden Path, where we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. Hello there. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host, Matthew Dressing. Good evening, Joanne. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And it is November and we are continuing with author month here on Down the Garden Path. But tonight's a little different because we are going to do, we are the authors, right, Matt? Um, We are going to do an inside look at our book, uh, Down the Garden Path, a step-by-step guide to your Ontario garden. So if you haven't seen the book yet, um, uh, we hope that you enjoy the show and listen in and any questions you may have about it. Um, we're going to start off talking a little bit about November in the Garden, which is one of the chapters in the book. Um, so, yeah. So, Matt. I can't believe it's already November. Can you? Where it, has the time November's gone? almost over. <laughs> it's, it's basically over. I was telling my students we have three weeks left of class. Uh, I, I can't believe it's way we had that such a nice, long, extended fall with that beautiful weather. And then the other week, it just flipped on a dime and it's minus 12 uh, yeah. up here in the GTA. So November is definitely coming in hard and strong for winter. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else, but uh, yeah, I was planting bulbs and finishing up at clients' houses and the, the Turnover is quick. We were enjoying our annuals quite a bit longer than than normal. So, yeah, we were had a great fall. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to have a longer than usual one, right? Um, yes, it was. So, yeah. And I still think it's coming back. Like, I, I think this is a little blip and then we'll be, we'll be back to maybe not fall next week, but we won't be so crazy. Yes, so, it is supposed to warm up a little bit more too. Yeah. Yeah. And today I think is the wind. Yeah. Today was the wind. Yeah. And you can always feel it too when, when you've got really cold weather and then you're about to have that warmer weather, that wind comes in and pushes it out of the way. And then it, yeah, the wind comes in and brings in the cool weather again. So it's a great way to kind of look or to know what's coming. That's right. And I'm excited tonight that we were jumping in and hijacking our own author month. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so for any new listeners that may be there or uh, other listeners who uh, may not just know uh, that much about our book, um, it's named after the podcast in a way. It's called Down the Garden Path, a step-by-step guide to your Ontario garden. And by step-by-step, we really talk about like almost month by month too, right? So it's month by month and then step-by-step. Um, so there is, I know, um, we left, obviously we left like the, the, the later months at, to the end when we were writing the book, right. Cause we were, uh, in, in early spring, right. Finishing up and stuff, but, uh, but November is still a key month, don't you think? Oh yeah. And I think this month really proved it. There's so much you can still be doing finishing touches, 
<clears throat> putting things to bed. Looking at November, I mean, we, again, like you said, we're step by step, month by month through it. And then we jump into each month looking at the specific tasks. And November starts off with seed starting and bulbs. <clears throat> and last week, I was out planting bulbs. So I mm -hmm. still had that chance to plant bulbs. Remember, if it is cooling off and it hasn't frozen yet, you can still plant bulbs. I've done it in January. Mm -hmm. um, it was still mild right up until the first week of January. Planted them. They came up beautifully. So still, you've got lots of time to get out there, uh, collect any seeds you haven't yet, get some bulbs in the ground. There's lots of activities all through November that is still can be done. And like, I think, if you look at the book, October and November is a little similar but I think much like we talked about in April and May in the book, uh, right? It's does it is it an early winter or is it right. an early spring or a late mm -hmm. spring? So yeah. there is some bridge there, but yeah. there's still so many things. Yeah, I mean, I think the weather, so because it, it's not cut and dry to the months, right? We try no. as best we can, but weather, I think weather is a factor um, that really determines what you do you know, in which of those two months or four months, like when you think of, like you said, April and May and, and uh, even March and April, right? Mm, oh, I yeah. that, we, we explain that a lot in the book. And even though it is your Ontario garden, I think that's what also lets us. Um, so anybody who's not in Ontario, um, that's still zone 5B, right? 5B? Yeah, 5B, 6A, depending on where we are. for sure. Yeah, but I feel like you can easily adjust based on so you don't have to be Ontario everybody that's what I'm trying to say the book you know these are just basic things that you can do each month and then you can you can adjust it according to the weather and and that adjusts it according to your zone right um, so if you warm up a little earlier um, and many months many years we warm up earlier than normal and other months you know like this that for instance November you know we we uh, uh, ended up getting cooler much later in the into the month so, um, so yeah, so I think that's the thing about gardening. I think that's one of everybody's biggest challenges is that it's not cut and dry, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that's what we really wanted to help, um, our listeners and, and our fellow gardeners with, and that's what you, our listeners really, um, showed us with those two years of doing, you know, month in the garden, you really came to the table, didn't they, Matt? And, and said, you know, oh no, okay. What is it okay to do this now? And, and when can I do that? Or when's the last time I can do that? They really wanted that guidance. Um, you really wanted that guidance as our listeners as to what to do exactly when. And, um, and that's really, you know, a big part of why we did the book, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think your questions as well, like you said, really showed us like what timing you were thinking of doing things and not doing things. You really kind of showed us. And, and even just if you're a longtime listener, you know that we ask certain questions over a period of time. So mm -hmm. like you said, it, it's not as cut and dry. Uh, as as that it reminds me it was you were talking it reminded me as you were talking about weather one of my favorite things I forget where I heard it but um, when it comes to weather you know whether it'll be this whether it'll be that eh, who who really knows right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and and also <laughs> makes me think that um, it doesn't 
I, th- I think sometimes people panic because of the marketing, because of the industry marketing, yeah, you know, on. like I always, I talk about, um, like, you know, my family of boys loves watching the masters and golf and, and ape early April. And we're inundated with all the lawn stuff that you need to do. Like the advertisers are all there beginning of April, do this, do that. And it's like, not necessarily, right? Like not yeah. necessarily do you need to be doing that in April, um, and same with um, bulbs, like the fall bulbs have been out in what, late August? Late August, easily, yep. Easily late August. And so I've even seen on social media, you know, people saying, oh my God, I forgot, I found some bags, I forgot, can I still plant them? Absolutely, it's November. So I feel like um, the industry, um, I guess the machine of the industry, you know, of, of retail, I think it's just a retail machine. You know, we all deal with that, right? Uh, Halloween candy comes out in August. You know what I mean? The, as much as the bulbs came out in August, so did the uh, Halloween candy, right? So I feel like we need to, um, we're helping you. This book, I think, will really help you separate yourself from that, you know, and know, okay, this is, and these are the signs, like, I think we, we explain, you know, until the ground freezes. So yes, you know, you can plant the fall bulbs in the fall, um, spring bulbs in the fall, sorry. Um, But what fall is, you know, is, is until the ground freezes. And really lately, that's climate change. That's been December, like you said, January. Yeah, you know, and I've same thing. Working when I worked at the garden center, we would they would like we would get to any perennials that still hadn't sold or still hadn't been thrown out in December, right? We could take them home on on their way to the garbage or recycling, and plant them in our gardens, and you know that kind of thing. Back in the day when I don't know if they still let you do that math, but back in my day when I first started, we got to 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 take things. Um, and you could still like I still have some perennials that I would have gotten in December, you know, that were dead in a pot, and I planted an empty pot, and you know, away we go. So, so yeah. So we would love if there's any. I don't know if there's anybody listening has written us any questions, Matt, but we're excited about our book and we know it will help you succeed and and be a great uh, tool for you or the gardener in your life yes exactly (laughs) we do have a couple of uh, questions uh, who have written in or comments we've got uh, janice has written in hey joanne and matthew hello from buffalo new york love your show janice has attached a picture of a what looks like a young gentleman shoveling at least oh. four and a half feet of snow. So Janice, is that a family member? Like oh, I know you guys have been hit by snow, and the hit is being nice uh, by snow. So we hope you are safe and well over in Buffalo. With I'm guessing snow. Janice can't plant any bulbs, Matt. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Janice is done. But well, I mean, I still yeah. kind of feel like you know, in a, two weeks that'll be all melted. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But it'll be interesting to see, yeah, because uh, Janice, if that's a live picture of a family member shoveling, mm-hmm. we have just a dusting. And as I was saying, we were planting bulbs. I pushed away like maybe a centimeter, two centimeters of some snow in some shadier spots, and the ground was still unfrozen. But I think uh, I think you're locked in there. <laughs> maybe too late. Yes. And my, my parents are in Niagara region, so they didn't get this much, but they did get more than we got. They got a, they got a, about 18 inches or so. so, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa's also written in hello, Joanne and Matt. I've not purchased your book yet. I love the keyword there yet, Lisa, Uh Uh, but is it available in a digital download 
form. Thank you. No, we have not released it yet as an ebook. Um, we've actually released it as just a physical book. You can find it on Amazon.com and or .ca. Uh, check out our websites as well, www.joanne.com. Or sorry, yeah, triple W dot uh, down the number two earth dot ca. Where am I today? Uh, and triple uh, W natural affinity dot ca. Uh, but we could arrange, uh, you know, if you wanted some signed copies as a Christmas gift, as it is right around the corner, mm-hmm. we'd be happy to arrange that with you too. But thank you for giving us your feedback on the digital copy. It is something that we've talked about and discussed, yeah. but uh, yeah. we still haven't pulled that. Uh, I yeah, we, I think we feel felt like um, it's got you know places for notes. Um, That's and, what I was going to say yeah, next. Yeah, we we felt like we really started out thinking that it could be an ebook, but um, but we really once we got to uh, Lisa, once we got to going with it, we really felt like it was something that um, you know you wanted to dog ear and you wanted to fold and you wanted to write your notes in the in the at the end of each um, section. Um, that kind of thing. So yeah, so um, still love your feedback if if that's still something that you do with ebooks somehow. Um, but in e-readers, and I, I mean, I love my e-reader. Don't get me wrong, but uh, but yeah, once we had our hands on this and and kind of decided on some of the things, right? Um, yeah, we just felt overall it's just a better in-person yeah engagement with the book and i mean i'm looking at my the first copy that i've gotten i made it my personal one i've got at least two dozen sticky notes um post-it notes all the way through the book just to show it off and make notes and there's just so much uh information that we tried to put in there so yes we will consider an e-copy continuously uh and we will let you guys know when and if we do do that uh, Janice has just written me back in. Hi, Joanne and Matt. This is my oldest son shoveling. Mm-hmm. Love you, folks. Oh, <laughs> well, I hope it looks like he's doing a good job. There's a yeah. pile of snow. Uh, so, yes, thank you for letting us know, Janice, and sharing that picture with you. Carl's also just written in. Uh, hello, down the garden path. So, Matt, is it okay to plant bulbs anytime we can dig, even in February? Thank you. Yeah, and so, Carl... Um, a while ago, it was probably at least 18 years ago, maybe more, uh, that I ended up doing planting some of those bulbs. Yeah, basically, as long as you can get those bulbs in the ground to the better depth that you can. Remember, you want to go about two to three inches or sorry, two to three times the depth of the bulb and always follow the package uh, for the best depth and spacing on the bulb. But as long as you can get in there and they get that vernalization period, so it's that cooling period which they get finish off all those uh, biochemical reactions. They need that cold uh, to do it, and then they will grow. And one of the things you, if you wonder if you get enough cold by doing it, if you plant hyacinth, so this is uh, that big fluffy head of trumpet-shaped flowers that is known for its beautiful, beautiful smell, the hyacinths, when your area doesn't get enough cold for a bulb, the hyacinths won't grow their stalk. So what they'll do is they'll poke out some leaves that are really close to the ground, and then they'll just have a little bump of the flower. So it doesn't like completely extend. They'll grow out anywhere from eight to 10 inches uh, and stay up. But these ones, when they don't fertilize enough, they almost stay right to the ground. And you can tell that they didn't get enough cold or they weren't in the ground long enough uh, 
uh, for your space. So yeah, usually they will still uh, give you something even in February. Thank you for the question. Irene has also written in, hello to Joanne and Matthew. How hard was it to write a book? I'm thinking of doing a book on sports. Oh, Irene, you've got Joanne's attention already. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not sure if I have it in me. Is it hard? And if so, why? Thank you. Wonderful question. I don't know if we've... I know. Have, have, <laughs> how do we answer that, though? Yeah. Um, you know, go ahead, read what? it. It, it was hard, don't you think? Like, it was, I, I think it was harder than I thought. I would just say, and I, I don't know if I would use the word hard. Mm, um, no, true. Versus maybe, but I understand where we're coming from, but maybe challenging. Mm. There were definitely challenges um, mm. to it. Because Joanne and I, you know, we base it off of our month in the garden um, series and on the podcast. Right. And we kind of started to build those more as I joined the show a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. But you had already had your uh, down to earth newsletter where monthly you can and you can still subscribe. Uh, so head over to oh, www the number to earth.ca. Uh, Joanne does a wonderful job at putting together some timely tips monthly uh, for her website and uh, newsletter subscribers, um, as well as posting in some of the mm -hmm. monthly uh, podcast episodes. So great little monthly recap. Um, but yeah, we kind of, she had been doing that and then I came to the show and it built us some notes for that kind of expanding unbeknownst had not having read Joanne's newsletter yet um, or knowing that she had really done it because mm -hmm. it was kind of at the beginning of our collaboration. Um, so I had started to create those notes for us. So we combined those two together. So I guess one of the bigger challenges, Irene, was just kind of gathering everything in one place and mm -hmm. going through what she had and I had and where we talked about the same things or different things and where we're repeating and how much yeah. more information did we need to elaborate or elaborate on it? Because as you know, gardening can be very introductory, very um, recreational hobbyist kind of thing, or it can get again, very sciencey and very technical mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. we're testing and, uh, you know, there's all the information about every single plant and how they react in the soil and the sun and all of this. So we, I think the challenge there was tempering our information. And Joanne and I, I think we would both agree that as we came out and we published it only this May 16th, uh, May, so May in 2022, but we found that there were still sections that we could continuously deep dive in. Yeah. And we were like, oh my gosh, we've, We've got, like, that's a whole other book. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to pull stop, back yeah. there. <laughs> so we tried yeah. to keep it as precise um, and, and timely, as, timely. Yeah, as, right. as, yeah, as possible. And I think we needed to, um, there were times where we really needed to learn how to elaborate, like, uh, and I think that's huge where your glossary came in, right? And our wonderful editor, uh, Janet, helped us because we know what we know, right? We know it. Yeah. So when we would throw around terms and 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 use them in the instructions, we knew what we were talking about. But that didn't mean that you would, you might know, right? And so that made, so she really helped us realize like, okay, can you make, can you explain that? <laughs> or what do you mean by that? Or what yeah. does that, you know? And then, and from that, I, I think the glossary has also is, I mean, I think you guys should buy the book just for the glossary because the terms <clears throat> that was so thorough and, and working out the, the glossary and all the different terminology of garden terms 
um, really, really helpful, right? Like, what, what, how did you, like, didn't you end up with like over 90 turns or something? It, yeah, it got to the point. And like you said, we just, we just talk about it and it's so natural after doing it for so long. We, I had ended up having to stop the glossary and mm. stop adding things. And what I, where I didn't add, I didn't throw into the book, but like, there were just so many things again that we could have, we could have talked about because there's so yeah. much garden jargon. So, uh, yeah, so there's a step-by-step as it is when we do say things in there or some interesting words. Yeah, there's some information you can pop to the back. And even being an instructor at college, I find myself still doing that. Um, the students just haven't come across a term yet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I know that. It's so second nature. Oops. <laughs> yeah, well, even like I just flipped it open and it like overwinter, like you and I like that's easy. We know what to overwinter, like we know what overwinter means. But honest to goodness, like what, it, you know, if I asked five, like my household of people or, or you, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, they ever would be like, I don't know what overwinter means, you know. So so uh, so, yeah. So I think that uh, <clears throat> was another part of challenge. Like we really had to deep dig deeper. And so I, Irene, I definitely recommend getting a, uh, a, a an editor or getting help because that uh, once you have, you know, outlines and, and data and stuff and uh, um, that really helps because you need, you often need, I think, having that third, even because you and I, like, it was a bit like quite a bit of divide and conquer. It had to be, right? Or else mm-hmm. we would still be writing, <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I think... Um, I think having somebody who looked at the whole thing and someone who, and she is a gardener, so she knew some things and, and stuff. So she really, um, really brought a lot to, to it, I think, to help us, guide us along. Um, and then it came the photos, right, Matt? That was also, yeah, Irene, challenging as well as far as photos, mm-hmm. for sure. Do we have the right photo? Does it express what our words mm-hmm. say? And then when we're putting it together, when it's finalizing through winter, because we released it in May, you know, oh, do we have a June photo of this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we can't take that because that's not blooming and that's not out yet. So mm-hmm. there was a challenge in finding some photos and strategically picking the photos yeah. for that part of the book. And you and I, we were lucky enough being gardeners and, and landscapers uh, or landscape designers. We are always taking photos of cool yeah. plants and designs and arrangements and bizarre things that we just come across. So that, that was also a, a good challenge as well. But again, there are resources out there mm-hmm. um, for sure that you can, you can use and you can credit people in the photos. And yeah, um, there are vast databases as well. I mean, you know, Shutterstock and stuff like that where you can buy them. <laughs> so, Irene, yeah. I mean, long story short, I would definitely encourage you to do the book for sure. You definitely yes. have it in you. Um, it's challenging, but honestly, it's so rewarding after Joanne and I had put all of this time and energy into it. And then again, we self-published through Amazon when we actually physically had the book in our hand and our name was sitting on the, like, I, the moment is unbelievable. Um, I think every author hits it and I think everybody does with different things in their life, but just to have like, that's my book. What? I wrote a book? That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And to, t- to touch it and to feel it, it it's very cool um, for sure. Um, so, yes. So go for it, Irene. Go for it. Definitely go for it. And you have, <clears throat> if you have questions or you want to share your experience or your frustrations as you go, uh, you know, we're here. You can always write. Everybody can write us 
Down the Garden Path Podcast at hotmail.com uh, during the week. And we do get your emails and, and things as well. So thank mm-hmm. you to everybody who has written, written yes. there. Yeah. Um, we do try to respond as quickly as we can amongst our busy schedules. Um, so thank you very much for sharing your pictures and your jokes. Uh, yeah. we've, we are enjoying them for sure. Um, so yeah, to go back to November, like I think, um, one of the, I just want to give a shout out for one of the the key things I think for November, and that's really for anybody who's just installed a new garden or planted a new Japanese maple this past season Mm -hmm. or even last season, right? It's usually the first two years. So I do feel like the, one of our biggest, you know, we'd give a lot of information what to do with annuals, perennials and your lawn and, and all that stuff. But I do think, um, investing in protect, taking the time to protect your Japanese maple for winter. Um, and it's not too late. I know you may have snow on the ground and it may seem cold, um, but I'm sure that you can still find the kits available that, or picking up some four wooden stakes and a, and a, and a long sheet of burlap. But we recommend you, you know, kind of creating, um, because also I always say, oh, wait till the leaves on the Japanese maple fall. Well, on two of mine, it got cold so fast they hadn't fallen yet. Yes, yes. When it gets that quick. There was that one year we got that ice storm a yeah. few years ago and they all turned that weird pink color and stayed mm-hmm. the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's okay if the leaves didn't come off, um, you know, just outside of the drip line, like outside of the branches, you know, place your four stakes, hammer them into the ground and wrap the stakes with burlap and, you know, use some zip ties or some staples. It's okay. You want the top open. So we're not stopping snow. We're not stopping rain. Right, Matt? We're, we want all of that. It's really just a wind protection um, they're much more sensitive to our winter winds and drying winds. So for the, until they really get established, which is usually the first two years, uh, we do want to uh, protect them that way. And that will guarantee your success rate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Japanese maples have such a thinner bark. Um, they're just very easily damaged. And they're naturally an understory tree as well. Mm-hmm. We like to plant them outside of their natural do, protection. Yeah. So they really benefit benefit mm-hmm. from it for sure yeah. yeah so that's my biggest thing for you know I mean I like I think we give lots of great advice uh watering like although right now I don't know that we need to water because we oh but we haven't had a ton of rain though really like here I know Buffalo like you know um who's Janice I know you're not gonna have to water anything because all that snow is gonna melt um but uh yeah did we get much rain while I was away we didn't really know when you were away we had a day or so there there was a good day here that it did just kind of rain. Mm. Um, and when I was planting the bulbs, uh, my client's irrigation system had been off for a while. So there was still some moisture in the ground. Uh, good. But we have had lots of winds. And believe it or not, as we warm up this week, um, I'm thinking like Thursday, it's going to be seven or eight again mm. and warm. I may actually have to go out and uh, do some watering on a few little evergreens uh, just kind of on the windier side. I want mm-hmm. to hit them again with some wheelproof and then just give them a slow water. Cause I know the ground isn't frozen there mm-hmm. um, and that'll definitely help them. And again, just a newly planted garden. They haven't had the roots to spread out and take up all that water that's passed by them. So we want to make sure that they can drink as long as they can before. Mm-hmm. They Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the other feature I, I want to point out in our book, because we are landscape designers. So as much as this was a tool 
to help you um, each month know what to do, what not to do. And I think I want to highlight that too, as, as lots of times we're telling you not to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the fun, I, I know I, I worked on this part. Uh, well, we both did because we each had to pick our favorites, but we did design favorites at the end of each month as well. So as design as designers, landscape designers, we wanted that little bit of design and that little bit of um, experience, right? Like it was fun to do a design favorite, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really fun because there are just so many things every single month. And if you go back and listen to uh, the, you know, the November in the garden or May in the garden from our past episodes, which by the way are available on all your favorite podcast providers, we talk about the stars in the garden and there's just so many neat and cool and unusual and low maintenance and beautiful plants to choose. But it was really fun kind of narrowing down like our favorite one of the month to really kind mm-hmm. of shine or or spotlight that cool unusual one for sure mm-hmm. and it was hard right just to pick one was, oh my god because we only had room like one. you know we had to limit it so we each got to pick one uh of our favorites uh so yeah so i think that's a one of my favorite um um, it's kind of double entendre there. It's like favorite, favorite. It's my favorite, favorite, <laughs> uh, my favorite. But um, I, I do, because I hope it does remind everyone that we are landscape designers. Um, in addition to being gardeners and obviously podcast hosts, you know, we do this and Matt, a, a, an educator with students, you know, we uh, spend a lot of time with homeowners, uh, residential space, um, you know, helping people with their gardens. And uh, even I, like, I'll sometimes just look back through old pictures and things like that, like of all the jobs I've done and their designs, and it just warms my heart. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how that's doing. And oh, I wonder what that looks like, right? Right. Um, I so drive yeah. by there. <laughs> I know, I know. I do a lot of driving. If I'm in the neighborhood or if I'm nearby, I do, I do do that a lot. I do too. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's so... You know, we we come at it from, you know, I think a variety of different ways, really. Um, yeah. The success, like our own application, our own education. You know, I went to school to be, get my landscape design certificate. Matt went to school forever and has lots of, <laughs> uh, he has lots of alphabet forever. at the end of his name. <laughs> you have lots of alphabet at the end of your name. Come on. <laughs> Just four letters. Four letters. Okay. Well, Not a doctor, letters. but. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, we, you know, we've, so we've both gone to school for it. We've both gardened in, in our family gardens and our own gardens and, uh, and then for our clients and designing our clients and working with contractors and installing. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like we had like a real rounded, you know, um, I don't know, you know, things to share, right? Yeah, we've got like a well-rounded approach, kind of touching or tapping into a little bit of everything um, from a number of different perspectives, from ourselves, our clients, our contractors, Mm -hmm. and the people we work with, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, I I, we've learned a lot from our listeners here too, right? We can't certainly. Oh, yes, they're definitely. Yeah, you know. Um, like the question that Karen's just asking us now <laughs> is, can she rake her leaves now? Huh? I've already seen living Christmas trees for sale. Yes. Shocking. I know, Karen. So, uh, well, the thing is with the wind. So I know my husband did a really a good raking, but he also did um, chopped up a lot of the leaves to put back in my garden, but they keep blowing to the front door. So my like front steps are still 
<laughs> covered in uh, in leaves. So uh, so yeah. So your feedback and your questions have definitely definitely helped shape the book. So that's why you need to buy it so you can see your your question made it in. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yes, and Karen, yes, you can still rake your leaves now. Absolutely. If you like to. <laughs> but yeah. I recommend leaving them there. Yeah, or if you're going to rake them, rake them into the garden, right? Yes, or just relocate you know, them. Relocate them. That's right. Yeah, we do, especially like off of walkways and off of the, the, the sewer grates and, and driveways and things like that. We want them off where they're not going to be slippery and icy and, and gross, but um, we do want to relocate them um, into the garden as much as possible. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to jump in with our mid-show station ID. Oh, right. Thanks everyone for joining us here live on reality radio 101 thank you as well if you're listening to the downloaded podcast whether you're at home or on the way to work we appreciate you as well <laughs> i'm matthew dressing here with my co-host joanne sean you are listening to down the garden path joanne and i enjoy hosting down the garden path each week bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden we learn right along with you from our research and from the guests that join us here on the show. Spend more time with us down the garden path. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle there is at down the garden path podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content. And please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment. We love hearing from you, like all the wonderful listeners who are writing in this evening. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, yes. you can always write us down the garden path podcast at hotmail.com. And don't forget to check out our websites. You can find Joanne at www down the number to earth.ca and myself at www.naturalaffinity.ca. So I think we have another. Shane. Question. Yes, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Yes, Shane's been a longtime listener. I'm sure one of your questions must have made it in Shane. So thank you. <laughs> uh, Shane writes in, hi, Joanne and Matt. I think uh, that to be book authors is an amazing feat. Very brave and creative. Love your show. Love your advice. And I'm proud to know you from the radio. It is hard work. I know that writing essays for my college papers was very stressful to say the least. And I can't really, cannot really imagine uh, what you went through. Again, congratulations, Shane. Thank you so much, Shane. Thank you uh, for taking the time to write us in. We're glad that uh, you listen and you've written in and uh, joined us here on the show. That means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. So November has packed full of information, but it doesn't just stop there. So uh, yeah, again, lots and lots of information, especially uh, coming up. We've also got our winter section. So mm-hmm. there's not as much to do out in the garden, obviously, depending on where you are. And we're here based in the greater Toronto area, east of uh, the GTA. But we do cover December, January, and February. So there are still some things uh, that you can do in the winter months. And so we went through, we again, kind of the process of deciding about the book, um, one of those rabbit holes that we could definitely go down, it was houseplants mm-hmm. and what to do inside. We really just kind of touch on um, some of the activities to fill your time 
with gardening inside. As you know, it's uh, Authors Month here in Down the Garden Path, and we've had a number of Authors Months before, and there's some really great uh, books that we recommend on houseplants and uh, indoor gardening, things to do for winter. But we did have to throw in some of the things that you do want to make sure that you're uh, doing, you know, making sure that you're taking care of your amaryllis, your holiday plants, and some tips and tricks around to keep your gardening garden active. Because even though it's winter and we're not out there, uh, there is still lots of life and wild animal life that is happening out there. So mm-hmm. definitely take a look uh, there. We definitely cover some great activities and some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. The amaryllis, like now if you'd stored some, right? Yeah. If you'd stored some from last winter or from last year, um, then you could, uh, now's the time, right? To pot, to get them potted up and hoping in the next six weeks, uh, they will bloom, uh, for Christmas. Yeah. You want right about, yeah, just, we're just almost kind of passing the time, um, to kind of time them for that Christmas day flower. But yeah, right now, if you've got them stored or they're dormant or leafless, just the bulb, uh, we can bring them up and pot them up and plant them. And definitely take a look outside, or sorry, outside, in your garden centers or uh, wherever you like to purchase your plant material from for your amaryllis bulbs. Definitely uh, keepable from year to year. They make a great shade to partial shade plant uh, here up in the GTA. And they'll basically just fatten up and get ready to go. And there are lots of cool and interesting different colors mm-hmm. to have. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they are a little, as for a bulb, they tend to be a little bit pricey, but I think now that people have caught on that it is fairly straightforward to save them from year to year, or even, you may may not get 10, you know, but if you can get a couple years out of one bulb, it's it's kind of a little bit more worth it, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I've easily gotten four or five years out of a bulb and uh, a couple of years I had actually just forgotten about it, put it in a pot, meant to pot it up, didn't, it still leafed and bloomed. Mm. And then I potted it up another year later and regrew it and fattened it up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's one of the things we talk about for January. So yeah. Or for December. So yeah. So we do, I mean, you now you can start it, you know, I guess we could have said that in November, <laughs> but uh, we did, I know that winter we, we took us a little while to figure out how we wanted to approach that. Um, but we did want a 12 months of the year. We wanted to cover 12 months of the year. And, and there is quite a bit in January and February, right? Garden related, not, you're not necessarily outside yet, but there is a lot of planning and all of our seed starters and vegetable gardeners and flower gardeners. So really we struggled kind of with, uh, you know, the, the, the four weeks of December and and a little bit of January. Cause then after that, you really can with grow lights nowadays, you can really hit, hit the ground running with a lot of things. So, um, so yeah, so it is 12 months. So we do cover every month in, uh, in our categories. Um, and just to review our categories for the most part, right. Um, we do seeds and bulbs, annuals and perennials, Mm. Uh, lawn care care, which you know is a popular topic on the show (laughs) Um, deciduous trees and shrubs and evergreen trees and shrubs are uh, and then our uh, design favorites at the end of the month so pretty much every month you know kind of has those categories so if you if you don't grow annuals or perennials and you just need help with your shrubs and your lawn then the book is still for you right Matt like it's we've definitely made it for everybody yeah, if you're just looking for a resource on something like your lawn or trees and shrubs, no annuals or houseplants, they're still packed 
uh, full of information. We've made sure to cover a little bit of everybody, for sure, most certainly, because we all garden in different ways. And that's one of the, the fun things about being uh, a landscape designer and having worked in the retail industries. Everybody, again, has their own perspective, likes and dislikes. There's no right or wrong way. I mean, there's some wrong things or wrong ways, <laughs> uh, obviously, but uh, there's no like one path, I guess, is the way to say to mm. garden. There's so many ways to do it and it just changes uh, forever. So it always grows. One of the things I like about our garden or in our um, down the garden path, our book is our prompts to do some garden journaling. Mm. Um, and especially in January, uh, as things start to lose their leaves and you know the depth of winter comes, don't forget to get out and exercise. Still do some walking around. Now is a great time to go out and look at your garden, walk your neighborhood, look at other gardens that you know that you like, and take a look at the winter interest, right? Mm -hmm. Winter is still a season that we often neglect when we design gardens or when when we look at the whole garden picture as um, you know, through the seasons or as we build or design or plan a new garden. Don't forget there's so many branches and berries and textures and forms that can still add a great depth uh, and visual interest to our mm -hmm. winter garden. Silhouettes, colored branches, uh, all sorts of things. So definitely get that camera. We've all got one on our phone and take a yeah. walk and and take a look and you'll be great to or you'll appreciate being able to go back and go oh, wait what did I see that one time yes yeah. and yeah and oh yeah yeah so, yeah uh, I and I think people need to remember that that winter I mean seasonal interest is big right as a designer that's what people mm -hmm. want they want their garden to look good um and but I think forgotten season in there tends to sometimes be winter, winter and we're winter the longest you know like it, it kind of is barren you know even though we've had like the fall type weather um you know things were still uh leaves have gone and you know so kind of by mid-november right through till you know it's it's a longer season and mm -hmm. so i think uh, and that's where it also comes back to what to cut back and when to cut them things back. And really, we're both on the whole team, like, there's no reason to cut back. And I know, um, especially with a little bit of snowfall we had a couple days ago or last week, um, I've seen some pictures on social media where people showed, you know, their full garden in bloom and then what it looked like covered in snow. But they'd cut every single thing back. And so, and I, you know, and I... I'm not picking on anybody, but, you know, they're very proud of those pictures. But I was so sad because I looked out and I see the the snow on my my um, hydrangeas and oh. the snow on my ornamental grasses and the way the ornamental grasses, um, you know, uh, in the winter wind. This, right. right. They've all gone kind of rusty and and kind of swaying with the the dark brown of the echinacea heads. And and I'm just like, that is beautiful even with the snow. Um, mm. So, yeah, so winter. So I think that is a good idea. Like when you're walking around um, and things that you don't like, that's okay too. Right. Like I don't yeah. want my, I don't want that, you know, tree. I don't, this is why you don't plant a Japanese maple that close to the front door because then you have to dock under it. Right. To, you know, I think there's lots of other lessons that you um, might note. And I think the thing about the winter is um, 
in the summer, you're spring and summer and fall, you're, you're kind of the color and the flowers are, are your focus, yes. right? Um, and you're ignoring the, the structural things like the trees and the evergreens and the, and, but I think winter kind of makes you have to look at those other bigger uh, design elements and kind of look at the garden differently. Don't you think? Agreed. Yeah. We get so caught up in it's finally we could go outside and everything is colorful and warm and vibrant again. Uh, yeah. So it kind of almost color blinds us to what's happening in the other pieces at the other time of month for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping this hasn't been like an hour long infomercial, but we really, I, I, really <laughs> want, I think, um, you know, we do have a really good little caption on Amazon, but I think hearing from us and understanding uh, what we've done in our book and, and why we did it, I think it's really important. So I'm happy that we've had this opportunity. <laughs> it is our show <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> it uh, is. So act now and you can get no um, <laughs> Yes. So enjoy. We hope that you guys enjoy it as well. Uh, and yeah, there's lots, so much more. Again, in April, May, June, we cover spring and we cover summer. Talk about, you know, when things to wake up, when to plant things, the timing of different things as well. And again, it's not just an Ontario mm -hmm. garden book, right? Um, you know, when we talk about May and final frost dates, it, when you're up in Winnipeg, that's a little different than when you're down in Toronto versus down in, uh, you know, Philadelphia or mm -hmm. you know, North Carolina or something like that. And you just kind of tilt it. So what are some of your other favorite parts of the book? Um, my, I mean, I think the drawings too, we have some really great drawings as, as well as the photos. We had some illustrations done to kind of teach you a few things, right? Mm -hmm. um, when it came to pruning, when it came to the mulch, um, you know, our good old mulch volcano and, and stuff. Um, what about you? What do you, what are your. Uh... Yeah, good. Cause it was April Lee who did, did our, yeah. our, our images. So mm -hmm. shout out to her. Yeah. Great in kind of describing how to, or visualizing, help us visualize uh, those terms, like the drip line. What is that? And mm -hmm. what does that look like? And where is that for sure? Um, there's just so much really, I think, um, I like what I like as well is it's very colorful as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the, we've, you know, dotted with quotes and summaries for each of the months and we've got some beautiful watercolor illustrations. So we keep it visually interesting. It's not just one big, long, yeah. boring read or, you know, a, a list of things to do, but we cover so many different yeah. things. It's we do do deep really dives hard. too. Don't you think that's another feature I I, I forgot to mention? Our deep yeah. dives. Oh, and I was just as you were saying that I was I was passing through cedars and clematis. Um because you know they are two big questions I think we've always gotten mm -hmm. as uh, received as landscape designers or even in our retail days, right? You know, clematis, which one blooms when and how do I know which to print it back? And when, when do I do cut I it back? It back? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we always see all of these different cedars uh, out there. Um, so you did a great job at, you know, what's the white cedar, the black cedar? How do we plant them? How do we care for them? Uh, and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think we've really gone into, like you said, some deep dives. Yeah. On, yeah. Um, I think the biggest topics. topics, the other one was um, what you had worked on was the lawn care. Because again, we people, whether you're starting a lawn from spreading grass seed or laying sod, 
um, you know, and fertilizing all of that. Uh, you did a great job of, of explaining and laying, uh, laying out for people as far as uh, the difference between, you know, a synthetic lawn fertilizer versus an organic fertilizer. There's lots to go into it. And I know, I mean, you love them or hate them. We have to still figure out lawns, right? They're kind of still controversial to a certain degree. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you're, you know, you're pro organic and more sustainable um, way to go, you know, is a, is a good approach. And, and I think a, a, one of those things that, uh, again, is a, is a common question. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, definitely take a look. We really hope that you will take a look at our, our book and consider it again. Christmas is uh, right around the corner. Um, I can't even believe it. Eric has also just written in, um, I really enjoyed your show tonight. Don't forget that it's Thanksgiving in the U.S. Oh. this coming Thursday, November 24th. Yes. So happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. That's our right. Neighbors across the border. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you, Eric, for the reminder. We hope mm-hmm. you guys are surrounded by friends and family. And um, you know what? We are thankful for for you for tuning in um we know we have people listening as far north as alaska as far south as florida and california so we appreciate Mm -hmm. uh, you guys as well so happy thanksgiving uh south of the border yeah so they definitely don't want to talk about christmas right because they want to talk about they want to talk about thanksgiving so yeah definitely thanksgiving um for sure so uh and I'm, i'm sure many are starting to travel or travel shortly this week Right to um, yeah, the university kids coming home, yeah, uh, yeah. coming home to family, and yes, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is such a nice time. Eric has also showed us, <clears throat> shared with us a beautiful picture of uh, his fall arrangement of some beautiful, looks like some cut yarrows and uh, a peely mum and a sunflower, yeah. all in a nice ceramic pumpkin container, which is beautiful, Excellent. and you could make that out of a real pumpkin too that would be wonderful yeah. too. So yeah. beautiful thank you Eric, for sharing yeah thank you so good. yes definitely uh take a look amazon.ca or .com depending on where you are uh down the garden path and you will see our beautiful bright uh purple and green book with a beautiful landscape on it uh we think it's reasonably reasonably priced for sure with the amount of information uh that you're going to get out of it and it makes again a wonderful thanksgiving or christmas gift <laughs> uh for those who are new gardeners hostess gifts right hostess, hostess gifts. gifts that's what yeah. i try to think of for thanksgiving. yeah yeah no yeah i mean regardless holiday hostess gift i think uh, i think a book is a great thing um yeah. for sure for sure so something that'll get used something more useful so that's right um so yeah so that's good even if you're not a homeowner and maybe you are a contractor or someone else out in the industry, um, you know, as my contractor days, I didn't really get to do things in the garden or, uh, you know, play with the gardens and the sites that I visited. But I was always curious about what was going on and why we were doing things at certain times as I grew through the industry. So it also makes a great piece, um, you know, if you're a contractor and, you know, maybe you're not maintaining the yard after you've installed the hardscaping and the gardening, but you know, your homeowners are DIYers. Uh, it, it makes a great uh, gift or add on 
for your clients. If you're maybe a member of one of those landscape or construction crews, and you are just interested on what you are doing and why you're doing it, uh, and doing certain things in people's yards and driving around and doing your working your magic, uh, it definitely gives you some inside tips again on just what to do and and what not to do uh, during those seasons. Um, yeah, and even if you are a landscaper, then I also think it's if you've got those special clients uh, that you want to, you know, thank them. Yeah, uh, I think that makes a, a a nice little gift that way too. So I know I'm gifting it to a few of my clients. So, yeah, yep. same. <laughs> mm-hmm. A wonderful book. Yeah, so I think we covered it all, haven't we? But we still have more time. <laughs> I want to know what all those. Um, I'm feeling bad that I have like zero. Um, um, sticky notes, and you have all those sticky notes on your book. But you're te- are you teaching from the book? Um, I have mentioned a few things from it. I haven't made them that it's a recommended or a, a mandatory resource. They actually have some other classes on, you know, small engine maintenance equipment, how to use mm-hmm. them, how you're going to maintain things in the garden. Um, so they have other court mm-hmm. classes that will dive more into that. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, oh, go ahead. No. Well, and I think um, just to chat for a few minutes as we wind down. Um, you did you not give a presentation at a local garden club recently, or do you have that still coming up? Oh, I uh, did. Yes. Um, putting our uh, gardens to bed. We spoke to the Ajax Garden Club, and then we also spoke to a teachers association as well so bringing in some tender plant material and protecting the tender plant material and overwintering things uh, and then what to do and not to do to put the garden to sleep for the the winter so those were great talks very appreciative for being able to spend some time with those wonderful people and and uh, those clubs indeed oh great oh that's good that is good um yeah and anything else your class is going well (laughs) yeah school is 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 humming along for sure. I uh, okay. can't believe it's it's already over. The students are excited and and just just sponges. Yeah. They're just literal sponges. They have oh, questions good. about absolutely. They remind me of our listeners. <laughs> There's so many things. One of the students is really fun. Um, he's an international student from Ghana, Africa, and uh, there it stays about 23 to 24 degrees Celsius always. So this past Tuesday. When we got that good overnight dump of snow, it was his first uh, Aww, experience snowball. with snow and, and this cold, cold weather. So that was enjoyable. Oh, well. that's good. Hopefully yeah. he's doing okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes he um, that's good. Um, so as we wind down, we are going to continue author month next month, next week, right? Our last mm-hmm. week of the month. We're very excited. That's right. Uh, continuing with our garden month, we have Ashley Thomas, the Mocha Gardener, with her new book, How to Become a Gardener, Finding Empowerment in Creating Your Own Food Security. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, a, again, just we're so lucky to have access and be able to chat with all these wonderful authors. Uh, Ashley does a wonderful job at putting together great projects and, again, how to grow and start your own food and build that security, mm-hmm. um, that food security in your own home or whatever space that you do have. That's right. Year round. Yeah. 
um, which is a huge topic, especially with in the face of a lettuce shortage. Like it's yeah, lettuce. How like we take granted to granted like it's yeah. lettuce, right? Yes. And now there is none. So <laughs> yes, um, yes, and she's coming to us from North Carolina. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that too. To uh, you know, because their season's longer, obviously, um, than ours. So. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to um, getting to know Ashley a little bit better. We do have copies of the book in our hands, and it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's I'm, – I'm looking forward to uh, that, uh, to talking to her next week. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think um, I'm really happy. I hope uh, everybody who has purchased a book – if you have, also just a shout-out to ask um, one of those – you know, asks for favors, a Christmas gift to us would be a review. So if you have purchased our book or if you're going to purchase our book, um, please, uh, Amazon, you know, really looks highly at uh, those reviews. And so that would really help us a lot. Um, if you could uh, leave us a, a review uh, there on Amazon, we would love that, right? Yes, that is a huge, so, huge help. I know, so. I know. So, <laughs> and I'm almost over this thing, and uh, and trying not to cough on the show, but uh, <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, oh, and there's our hook. Brings yeah. us to the end. <laughs> there we go, Gary. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us down the garden path. That's right, and stay tuned next week as we're joined again as we wrap up our authors month. Ashley Thomas on how to become a gardener and who knew her, her new book. Don't forget to check out all the past podcasts on your favorite provider. And we look forward to speaking with you all next week here down the garden path on Reality Radio 101. Take care. Good night. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your hosts. Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here on Reality Radio 101.